Father. Father, we bless your name today. Father, we bless your name today. Only you are faithful. Only you are wonderful. Only you are gracious. Only you deserve our praise, our thanks. Only you deserve our song. Only you deserve our hallelujah. Only you deserve the sacrifice of our lips, giving praise to you. We thank you for bringing us into the, uh, a new month, the month of June. We thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for preservation of life. We thank you for sound mind, for sound health. Lord, this day of thanksgiving, uh, we've come to bless your name, to give you praise, to give you glory, because you deserve it all. So we ask that you breathe upon your word today. Let it minister grace to every hearer. Let no one be the same again. Sweet Holy Spirit, we yield the floor to you. And we ask that you have your way. Let uh, the spirit of joy pervade and permeate the atmosphere in everyone's life this season. Everyone joining us from all over the place, from different nations, different cities. Uh, we ask everlasting Father, pour out your grace. Let the heavens be open. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for a blessed new month. We thank you for a blessed new week. And we thank you for the word of grace, word of healing, transformation, and a mighty deliverance coming the way of your people today. We bind everything that is contrary to the free flow of your word and the free release of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We ask that you have your way today and let your name be glorified in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I want to welcome everyone very specially uh, to this uh, service, wherever you're joining us from. I know that the hand of God is upon you in your city, in your nation. And if you're joining from my city, Lagos, Nigeria, I want to welcome you very specially. Uh, I want to shout out to, give a shout out to all of our folks from Elevate Community Church in Greater Toronto area in Canada. Thank you also for joining uh, this service today. And uh, everyone else from every other country, from North America to, uh, to Australia, to the Middle East, to, you know, to Europe, uh, to London, England, wherever you're joining this service from, uh, we know that uh, the grace of God is all around you and it will yield fruit in your life this new month in the precious name of Jesus. I want to encourage you to take distractions away uh, from you, whether you're joining on any of our online platforms or you're watching on TV, uh, this will definitely be a blessing to you. I hope you enjoy the worship. We're going to do a bit more of dancing because this is the first Sunday of the month of June and we're fully persuaded that our God has been good and we want to just give him all the glory and all the praise. Uh, so the moment we uh, we're, we're true with the word. Please hang in there because we're going to celebrate God together and, uh, and give him the praise that is due to him. By the way, if you were born in the month of June, I'd love to just say a blessing over you before I go into the word of God, or whether it's your wedding anniversary also in the month of June, or you are celebrating something special in the month of June. It may also be the month of your children or your spouse, whether they are with you right now or not, we can say a prayer of agreement together with them. If it's the anniversary of your business, you should also join this prayer. Ordinarily today, we will have dedicated, you know, babies to God, and uh, we'll do all kinds of thanksgiving if it was a physical gathering, uh, in-person gathering, but we will we, we, delay some of those things to the time that we'll have in-person gathering. But uh, if, if you, you can just come uh, right now, wherever you are, join us in the spirit, the same grace of thanksgiving and celebration and dedication 
uh, will be upon you and your home in Jesus' name. Let's say a prayer together. Our Father, we thank you for everyone celebrating birthdays in the month of June. Lord, we receive grace over them, whether the birthdays are ahead or just a little behind. We ask that your grace rest upon them. Preserve them this season. Let the next one year be filled with many new blessings in their life. As they celebrate this month, let their celebration not be turned to sorrow. Preserve them, bless them. Let the heavens open continually over their lives. We speak a blessing over every couple celebrating their wedding anniversary in this uh, new month of June. We ask everlasting Father, pour out new wine over their home. Let the voice of salvation and rejoicing not depart from their, their home. Let love be rekindled. Let joy be renewed in the name of Jesus. We pray over businesses, celebrating anniversaries, and all kinds of anniversaries uh, uh, and things that we remember in the month of June. We decree in the name of Jesus that your hand rests upon everything uh, that, 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 that brings happiness to us. We ask that you preserve the work of our hand, preserve all that belongs to us, and let your name be glorified. We bless you, our Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. Again, it's good to have you join this service today. Uh, I, I want you to join me with rapt attention. I believe that the word that I'm bringing to you this, this morning will, will be a tremendous blessing to you in the name of Jesus. A quick recap from where we stopped last Sunday, uh, which we tagged, I still have joy. Uh, we, we brought everyone to the realization of the fact that there are different kinds, I mean, uh, there's the, the two primary kinds of joy that people have, a joy that can be destroyed when we go through trials and affliction, and a joy that is reinforced or, or strengthened even through trial and affliction. I remember saying something like that sometimes the devil makes us feel like we have lost our joy, but real joy is based on the revelation of who we are in Christ Jesus and his love and plans for us. So when our joy is based on that, then it's not, doesn't, it's not something that is based on happenstance or that just happens to us anyhow. It's resident, it's permanent in our heart. And the things that are happening around us are not as important in comparison to the things that are happening in us or the things that have happened on our behalf that Christ has done on our behalf. So it's important that we have this at the back of our mind, that joy is primarily the fruit of the Holy Spirit dwelling in me, dwelling in me, the fruit of the Spirit. You know, uh, well, uh, the Bible says it's joy, love, you know, perseverance, long-suffering, and all that. When the Holy Ghost, is, Holy Spirit is dwelling in me, he works out, you know, his fruit in me, which is the output of the inner dwelling of the Holy Spirit. And one of such is joy, the capacity uh, to, to, to leverage the hope that we have in the resurrection of Jesus Christ to, to the understanding that God has a plan for my life and that his plans are notwithstanding the existence of the devil and that the devil can't stop God's plans for my life except I cooperate with him. And all this gives us, uh, will give us the understanding of what God is doing in our lives. Today, I'll take my opening text from Isaiah chapter 12, uh, uh, Isaiah chapter 12 from, from uh, verse 3 down to 6. Isaiah 12 from verse 3 down to 6. It's important that we, we understand what God is doing at this time and rightly, you know, align ourselves to what God is doing. I'm going to read the old chapter of Isaiah chapter 12. Uh, it, it's, a, it's, a, 
uh, this, this Isaiah 12 is like a, uh, almost like a psalm. It's, it's, it's like a song unto God, but it's very prophetic, and it, it portrays what God was doing in the life of the prophet at that time. And much more than that, how we need to see the subject of joy. I'll read from verse 1 of Isaiah chapter 12, from verse 1. It says, And in that day you will say, O Lord, I will praise you. Though you were angry with me, your anger is turned away, and you comfort me. I believe that God is comforting somebody this season. Even if you felt that God has been angry with you before now, I brought this word to you prophetically today that God has turned away his anger and is comforting you this season in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever may have procured God's anger, I wanted to know by virtue of being a part of this gathering today and opening your heart to God, the anger of God is turned away from you and your household and your business in the name of the Lord Jesus. Say a better amen, somebody. And verse 2 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. I will trust and not be afraid. I will trust and not be afraid. He said, for, for Yahweh, the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And in that day, you will say, praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his deeds among the peoples. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things. I prophesy over your life this season. You will see excellent things that God will do in the name of Jesus. He said, this is known in all the earth. Sing to the Lord, verse 5 again, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, O inhabitants of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. Great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. Will you, see the, you will see the greatness of the Lord in the midst of you and your family this season in the precious name of Jesus. Let's, let's zero in on verse number three, going back to verse number three, which says, therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. I'm talking this morning of what I've titled, activating the spirit of joy. Activating the spirit of joy. It's time to activate the spirit of joy. We established last Sunday, like I said, that you, you still have joy. That the joy of the Holy Spirit is your strength. And that joy does not depend on what is happening around you. It's based on the inner working of the Holy Spirit in your life. Now, how do you stay in a state of constant activation of that joy? Because the Bible says here, that it's with joy that you will draw water from the wells of salvation. It's with joy that you will draw water from the wells of salvation. It's with joy. Uh, when I was growing up, I, I, I had the privilege of seeing wells dug in my community. Even when I was in high school and in the boarding house, we had, you know, when the boroughs uh, are not working or the, 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 the regular supply of water is not there, we had shallow wells that as students we go to draw water. So we, 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 we will put like a bucket in, in, in the well, and then we will draw water out of the well. Yeah, we'll draw water out of the well. And the Bible says that well, I mean, uh, um, how do I put it? The Bible says that uh, uh, joy there is like the rope with which you draw water. Uh, just, 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 just assume that this is a deep well that I have down there. If this is a deep well that I have down there, 
just assume that it's a deep well, and I want to draw water. The Bible says joy is like this rope that I'm holding with which I can draw water out of the well. And the water in the well of salvation, when you talk about salvation, is from the Greek word uh, zozo, which means, you know, healing, deliverance, prosperity. You know, all the things that come with it is with joy. Joy then becomes the rope with which I draw water out of the well of salvation. Uh, in, in John chapter 3, I'm going to come back to this rope in the course of the service for another illustration. But, you know, in, in John chapter 3, in, um, sorry, John chapter 4, Jesus had an encounter with uh, the popular story about the woman at the well. The woman at the well. And we, we saw the operations of the well in that story. The Bible says, and then uh, in verse 7 of John chapter 4, a woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples have gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask uh, a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? Uh, for the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Verse number 10, Jesus answered and said to, to her, If you know the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now, you understand what I'm talking, uh, uh, the essence of joy as illustrated in Isaiah chapter 12 and verse number 3, when you put it side by side with the response of the woman in John chapter 4 and verse number 11. In John 4 and verse 11, the woman responded to Jesus uh, and said to him, uh, Sir, you have nothing to draw with. You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Said the well is deep and you have nothing to draw with. Uh, like I was illustrating before, when the scripture says, uh, the woman was challenging Jesus there, the well is very deep and you have nothing to draw with because you always need something to draw with from a well so that you can pick up the treasures in the deep, uh, the satisfaction that only God can give. You know, uh, we say water has no enemy, and there are many things you can use water for. But one main thing that you use water for, just like the, the, the psalmist described in the book of Psalms, he said, you lead me beside still waters, and you restore my soul. In, it's, in, it's water that brings restoration to a famished soul. It is uh, uh, it's with water that you replenish your soul, you replenish your body. It's the same thing when we talk about the wealth of salvation. The things inside there are the real benefits of redemption. And the Bible says it's only with joy that you can access the benefits of redemption. With joy, with joy. That means despite the fact that Jesus died for me, if I choose to live in gloominess, if I choose to live embracing the spirit of heaviness, and live like uh, I'm a mourner every day, and, you know, over-glorify my personality type or my temperament to live in such a way uh, that, you know, positions me to be cut off from the well of salvation, which now is not in a location, it's within me, because Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. But it's with joy that I connect with the well that is deep within me. It's with joy that I'm able to connect with that well. And uh, like, Jesus, um, like this woman was telling Jesus here in John 4 and verse 11, he said, the well is very deep. Where then do you get this living water? Because you have nothing to draw with. He said, are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself 
as well as his sons and his livestock? And Jesus answered and said to him, Whoever drinks of this well will thirst again, but the one that I will give you, whoever drinks of it shall not thirst again, because, uh, the, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life, producing everlasting life within him. A fountain of water. Uh, and, you know, it's, what Jesus was describing here is that the well of the Holy Ghost within me, with joy, I connect with it, and then I, come, I, I, I get it to spring forth on a regular basis. And as I do that, all the benefits of redemption will start to show up in my life. May that be your testimony this season. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus. The fact is, if the devil didn't give it, uh, the devil can't take it away or shouldn't be able to take it away. If the devil didn't give you the joy, he shouldn't take it away from you. You just need to be able to position to draw from time to time. So uh, there's the spirit of joy, uh, you know, that is, uh, and also uh, that the, 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 there is the spirit of heaviness. So the opposite of joy is heaviness. The opposite of joy is heaviness. If the devil didn't give you joy, he shouldn't take it away from you. But the devil can give the spirit of heaviness, and he can keep giving. He can keep giving. Like I said last Sunday, John 10 and verse 10, the Bible says, Jesus speaking, uh, uh, the, the thief has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he said, I have come that you may have life and have it in abundance. I have come that you may have life and have it in abundance. Jesus said, the thief, who is the thief? The devil. And one of the ways he does that, to, to steal our joy, is to replace our joy with the spirit of heaviness. To replace our joy with the spirit of heaviness. Just like we see in Isaiah chapter 61. I'm going to get into that in a bit. But before I get into Isaiah 61, I need for all of us to understand that there is a spirit of joy and there is a spirit of heaviness. And that we all need to be deliberate about which spirit uh, we let into our hearts. Which spirit you let into your heart, you need to be deliberate about it. You need to be deliberate about it. There's a spirit of joy and also there's a spirit of heaviness. Don't overglorify your temperament type or your personality type and all those, uh, you know, psychoanalytical uh, uh, perspective of our formation as human beings, which are not wrong in themselves. They just help us to understand who we are. But who I am in the flesh is different from who Christ has made me in the spirit. I am first and foremost a spirit I live in a body and I possess a soul. So I, I cannot be only defined by my body or my soul. My real definition of myself is that I'm a spirit. And the spirit of God dwells in me and that spirit wants to control my life when I yield to him. And then I will bear fruit according to the order of that spirit. I will bear fruit according to the order of that spirit. That's where we see in Galatians 5 and 22, the fruit of the Spirit. When the Spirit is dwelling in me, it brings forth certain output, certain expression, certain output and expression. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such, the Bible says there's no law. Yeah. Against such, there's no legislation. When you live like that, you, you live out as a man that is living in the Spirit. Living a life in the Spirit does not mean to be pious or, you know, always quiet, always... No, it's to allow the Holy Spirit to live through you. The devil wants to give you the spirit of heaviness, 
uh, which is uh, a serious download of negative emotions. But God wants to allow, I mean, wants you to allow the Holy Spirit to develop through you and in you the spirit of joy. The spirit of joy. And with that joy, you will reap more benefits of redemption. You will reap all the things that God has prepared for you. Everything that Christ died for, we're able to get it when we connect with the spirit through the spirit of joy. Glory be to Jesus. So uh, let me talk about the operations of the spirit of heaviness a little bit. And uh, we're going to get back into the, 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 the spirit of joy and how to activate it. But before we get into that, the operations of the spirit of heaviness. I was meditating on this, you know, not too long ago. And the Holy Spirit started to show me something, that the spirit of heaviness is a sinker. It's a sinker. The spirit of heaviness makes people sink and drown in negative emotions. It's like dropping a man into the ocean with a heavy metal yoke on his neck. So the spirit of heaviness will sink you and keep you from victory that Christ already paid for. That's the operations of the spirit of heaviness. That's why it's called heaviness. It's like, a, a, you know, when you put, like I said, when you put a yoke of metal on the neck of a man and throw him into the ocean. When, depending on how heavy the metal is, the man has no choice but to sink completely. And when the devil starts to introduce all the fruits of heaviness into people's lives, it's to the extent that it, could, it will be able to sink them in and drown them into the ocean of negative emotions. So, living with negative emotions will open the door to the spirit of heaviness in your life. Yeah. Living with negative emotions will open the door to the spirit of heaviness in your life. So when you have fear, worry, anxiety, bitterness, regret, anger, shame, all those things, these things are coming uh, as, you know, siblings or the, the, the offsprings of the spirit of heaviness, they come and pound some people one after the other, and when they have mounted their guard fully, they drown people emotionally. Which one of these are you dealing with right now? Is it fear? Is it worry? Is it anxiety? Is it bitterness? Is it regret? Is it anger? Is it shame? What are you ashamed of that is threatening to sink your emotion this season? What are the regrets that you are dealing with? Oh, maybe I didn't take a step uh, before COVID. You know, if only I've, uh, you know, there's a regret of if only I've changed all my money into a particular currency, I will not experience the devaluation. Oh, if only I've taken that step, if only I've ventured into this particular business, it now looks like this is the business that is, that, you know, uh, people in IT and tech are making money now. If only, and I got the prompting and then somebody spoke to me about it. If only I'd invested in this particular thing. If only I'd connected with this person. All that regret, we need to stop it. We need to know that God makes all things to work together to the, for the good of them that love him and accord according to his, his purpose. All the regrets may not change anything. They may just continue to open the door to the spirit of heaviness. So the bitterness in your home is time that you do away with it. So that it does not continue to open the door for the spirit of heaviness, open the door to sicknesses and diseases, open the door to heavier metals in negative supernatural that will sink 
your emotion because that's not the will of God for you. And I pray for you today that my God is empowering you this season to overcome all these negative emotions in the precious name of Jesus. In the weeks to come, we're going to talk a little more about these negative emotions, uh, I think, in our midweek event, and it promises to be a great, great, great experience. So, rather than staying afloat, the devil wants you to sink and be drowned in negative emotions. Yeah, he wants you to, you know, sink and be drowned in negative emotions. Uh, moving from all those other things that I mentioned, hunger and all that, into panic attack, you know, clinical depression, outbursts of rage, malice, psychosomatic illnesses. These are illnesses that, have, that they are not based on any virus, any germ or anything. It's a case of whatever the, 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 the mind cannot take or the soul cannot overcome, it passes to the body. So such people go to the hospital, they do all the checks on them, and they tell them, we can't find anything wrong with you. But the person says, but I, I'm still having this serious back pain. It's whatever the mind cannot undo, it transfers to the body. And that's what they call psychosomatic illness in, in short. Because it's something that comes from your psychological state. So we need to understand that rather than staying afloat, the devil wants to sink anyone that will allow him and to, to, to drown such people in negative emotion, and that will not be your portion this season in the name of Jesus. So to enjoy the provisions of the covenant, which are, you know, health, peace, wealth, love, safety, uh, 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 and all those things, to enjoy the provisions of the covenant, you have to learn to travel light. I want you to let me tell your neighbor, say it's time to travel light. Travel light this season. Don't travel with negative uh, emotion. Don't travel with all the baggage of, you know, of anxiety, of worry, of, you know, all these things, of bitterness, of regret, of anger, and shame. Don't travel with all that. Travel light. It's, it's an uncertain time that we live in, unprecedented time. And you have to travel light so that you are nimble, so that you can move fast, so that, you, you, you know, you are agile in the spirit. That's my admonition for you this morning. You need to come alive in the spirit, traveling light this season. Again, tell you somebody, anybody who's around you, say it's time to travel light. Yeah, it's time to travel light. You know, when, we, when, when, when there's uncertainty, there's, there's something that tells us you may need this, you may need that. You may still need that bitterness against your husband uh, because you don't know what he will say in two months' time. So you hold it. Just in case he says this, you use that one. Uh, you may still need that anger against your boss. You know, uh, though your boss has moved on to another job, but you may meet him in the future. So if you don't keep that anger, if you meet him on the high street, how will you be able to give him what he deserves? You need to let it go. You need to let it go. That person who took your opportunity, who seemed to have taken your opportunity, or that person who took something away from you, it's time to let them go. It's time to let them go. Be like Joseph whose brothers did evil to him, but he, he, he was able to release them, so he got into his destiny. And he showed that when he got into his destiny, because he had let go, and God gave him speed, when he met them eventually, he had no thought of evil against them. That would be your testimony in the precious name of Jesus. So, you need to understand that if, you, if the devil can't touch your spirit, it tries to get you emotionally. And eventually, uh, 
if he can't get you emotionally, he will get you, I mean, he, he will get you physically. He's trying to get you emotionally and then eventually transfer to, to you physically. So our spirit is free. The devil can't get it. But he tries to get to us through the battlefield of the mind by introducing all these things that will engender negative emotions and engender the spirit of heaviness. And with that, it can get us emotionally and physically. But I pray this season that the hand of God rests upon you, keeping you from all the, 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 the harrows of, 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 of the devil this season in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. I said, glory be to Jesus. So, Isaiah chapter 61, uh, the scripture tells us there uh, about the purpose of the anointing. I love to read it. Isaiah 61 from verse 1 said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive and the opening of prison to those who are bound. But look at verse 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. So if you are in any season of mourning this moment, I've come with the word of the Lord to you this morning to comfort you in the time of your mourning. For whatever you may have lost, for whatever may have exited your life, for whatever may have made you or put you in a place of shame, of anger, of regret, may the comfort of the Lord come upon you this morning. And by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, verse 3 of Isaiah 61, is that to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy or the spirit of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I want us to look into this a little bit more as we go on in this sharing this morning. Uh, the, the scripture talks about all these things that God has uh, uh, Propose the anointing of the Holy Spirit to achieve in my life and your life. It's simply put that we need to trade off, to trade, to get beauty for our ashes, to get the, the oil of joy or the spirit of joy instead of mourning, and to, to get the garment of praise instead of heaviness, the, the spirit of heaviness. So the spirit of heaviness is not God's plan for my life. Isaiah 10 and 27 says, shall come to pass in that day uh, that uh, the, the, the yoke shall be destroyed by the reason of, 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 of the anointing. The purpose of the anointing is to help me to trade, to help me to, 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 to trade very well, to, to, to exchange, to exchange, you know, all the things that the devil is trying to bring upon me for what God has in mind for me. He said, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from your shoulder. Whose burden? The devil's burden. Because God doesn't put burden on his people. It's, Jesus said, my burden is easy and my yoke is light. So he wasn't talking about that burden here. He was talking about the burden and the yoke that the devil puts on people. He said, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing oil. And that's what is now illustrated as the exchange in Isaiah 61 that we can trade off. We can get beautiful ashes, the oil of joy or the spirit of joy instead of mourning and the garment of praise instead of uh, the spirit of heaviness. So the devil may have put a yoke on you, but Jesus has given the anointing to break the yoke. May every yoke of the devil break off your life, break off your family this season in the name of Jesus, I command a release 
of God's grace, God's power over your household, wherever you are joining this service from. And I declare by the power of the Holy Spirit, yokes are destroyed, yoke of bitterness destroyed, yoke of envy destroyed, yoke of jealousy destroyed, burden of shame destroyed over your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command a destruction of the burden of regrets in your life in the name of Jesus. You will no longer live in regret. From this season, you live in joy. You live in divine aspiration. And the hand of God comes upon you and your household in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Can I wrap this all up in the short time that I have left by describing what it would take to activate the oil of joy? Is somebody ready to activate the oil of joy over your life, over your family? Then you need to listen to this last, uh, uh, you know, few minutes. Activating the oil of joy uh, will entail a few things. One, you activate the oil of joy through praise and gratitude. You can do that through praise and gratitude. I'm talking about how to live in the joy that you have how to give the joy that you have expression on a daily basis. The same way uh, that the woman at the well in John chapter 4 told Jesus, you don't have anything to draw with. And Jesus said, the kind of water I will give you, the kind of water I will give you, if you taste it and you allow that joy to continue to be in overflow, you will not, I mean, the, the water will turn it into a fountain from you. It will just keep flowing. You know, it will just keep flowing. How can you put yourself in that place as a New Testament Christian? The one whose life has been redeemed by Jesus Christ so that uh, the, the, the spirit of heaviness will not have any place in your life. Joy is consistently in activation. You have uh, to do that through praise and gratitude. Psalm 103 from verse 1 to 5, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefit. Yeah. Forget not all of his benefit. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefit. He said, who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies your mouth with good things? So even when I get good things to eat, I should be grateful so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. And you look younger on a daily basis because God has been good to you and he has taken the yoke of the devil from of your, your life. Uh, uh, so uh, when we live in atmosphere of praise and thanksgiving, we keep the oil of joy, the spirit of joy, in active flow. And it keeps connecting us to what God has in mind for us. Also, true testimonies. Yeah, nothing is too small to testify about. What has it done for you lately? <laughs> ooh, ooh, yeah. You remember that song? You, you need to put yourself in a place where you can remember to give God thanks and to celebrate what he has done. Share with a friend. Share with your church. Talk about what God is doing. Nothing is too small to share. God came true for you. You were almost broke. And somebody wired 20000 into your account. No, that, that's, a, that's a testimony to share. The psalmist says we should think about his testimonies on a daily basis. And remember Revelation 12, Revelation 12 and verse 11, he said they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of their testimonies, not loving their lives unto death. Yeah. So you need to remember to talk about what the, what the things that God is doing. Get in your office tomorrow and talk to somebody about the goodness of God. Get on that Zoom meeting 
And they say, anybody have anything to say? Just as a preamble before we start the meeting, tell somebody there, my God has been faithful. He kept me, he kept my family. We escaped this just because of the goodness of God. We got what we didn't deserve just because of the goodness of God. We escaped what we deserved negatively just because of the goodness of God. That's why the psalmist says, ooh, 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 he said, he covers me with tender mercies. His mercy makes me escape what I deserve when I do wrong. Yeah, and it's just about his mercy. Glory be to Jesus. So we keep uh, celebrating the testimonies of God in our lives. We keep the oil of joy flowing. We activate the spirit of joy when we do that. Number three is true inspirational dissatisfaction. Inspirational satisfaction says something like, I am not where I used to be, but I'm content with where I am on the way to where I want to be. Yeah. I'm content with where I am on the way to where I want to be. That's what, what inspirational satisfaction says. It, 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 is, <laughs> it is a connection with joy that is set before you. That's, that's, that's what happens when you engage inspirational dissatisfaction. You are dissatisfied with where you are, but you can see something ahead of you. Now, let, let me again use this rope to illustrate what I'm talking about. So, in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 2, the Bible says there, talking about Jesus, he said, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross and he despised the shame. Many people don't understand that for you to enjoy uh, what you have seen in a vision, you need to create a connection with it. Many people's dreams are not actualized in their lifetime because there's no connection with the future that they envisage in God. With that dream, uh, that, that vision that God has given you, you need to create a connection with it from time to time. And that's why the scripture says, hope oh, does not disappoint because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. Romans 5 and verse number 5. Hope is the foundation for the oil of joy. The activation of the oil of joy. So when I see, like I'm looking at this lectern now, right ahead of me, when I see this lectern, and when I see, look, look, look at the distance between me and the lectern. Uh, 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 look, 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 look at the distance. When you, when you see the distance, you see something from afar. The Bible says we should, uh, Hebrews 12 there, it, it talks about the cloud of witnesses. And it said we should take a cue from them. And it said we should look at Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he despised the cross. Though he was on the cross, but he had joy on the cross, he could forgive on the cross, he would not entertain negative emotions on the cross because of the joy, the, 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 the price. What was set in front of him? What are you looking at today? You may not be where you ought to be. It may look like you're on the cross. But when you think about the fact that your, your destiny is the right hand of the Father. Jesus saw himself on the cross. The cross didn't look good, but he could see what was ahead of him, which is a positioning at the right hand of the Father. And the Bible says he despised the cross. And he focused on the joy that was set before him. Ladies and gentlemen, you can borrow strength, joy, courage from your future positioning and bring it into your current state to live this current state the way God wants you to live it so that the hand of the devil can be continually broken over your life. Where are you right now? Are you like Jesus, according to Hebrews 12 and verse 2, who yet on the cross 
can see what is ahead of him and stay connected with joy. Borrow some joy, some strength from what God has told you, from what is in your future. Bring it into the current positioning so that you can have enough energy to get to that place. The moment you allow the devil to cut off the connection, to cut off the hope, to cut off the joy, this becomes a mirage because you may never get there. That's why many people dream, but their dreams don't come to pass because they don't create a connection between them and their dream. That will not be your, your portion this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may the devil not cut you away from your vision and from your dreams and from everything God has in store for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. So it's time to borrow strength from tomorrow into today. Borrow strength from tomorrow into today and allow the hand of God to come upon you. Allow the grace of God to lead you to where you are going. As I wrap this all up, I need to make you understand that as you do this, one of the other things that will make you connect properly is that your, your confession, your belief in the promises of God and the fact that you believe and you confess His word on a daily basis. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, when you read verse 13 there, it said, we are having the same spirit of faith. According to what is written, I believe, therefore I speak. As I speak, I'm connected to what is ahead of me. I stay connected to what is ahead of me. We have the same spirit of faith. You have the spirit of faith in you. You can keep connected by, keep, I mean, by believing in God's promises and keep confessing God's promises. And if you do that, and according to Ephesians 5 and 18, it says, don't be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled or be being continually filled with the Holy Ghost. Anyone who wants to continue to steer the, the, the spirit of joy must be a kind of person who remains drunk in the spirit all the time. So engage in spiritual dissatisfaction. Keep hope alive, leveraging God's promises, speaking it, speaking it. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. You know, and you keep declaring it. You keep declaring it. Don't lose your focus on the word. But much more than that, keep the atmosphere of the spirit around your life. Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. Where are you getting your stimulation from this season? Is it from the spirit or from the other spirit in the bottle? Because there's the big letter spirit. The Holy Spirit. It's the one who is from God. The one who reveals our future to us. Because if you take your inspiration from the spirit in the bottle, your future becomes a mirage. Yeah. But when you take your inspiration from the spirit of the living God that is dwelling in you, your future becomes uh, clearer. Your vision of your future becomes clearer. Then you see it like Jesus saw it. Nobody could convince him that his position at the right hand of God was a mirage. That was why he could say, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. And he could let, you know, let go of all kinds of negative emotions. Glory be to Jesus. And scripture says in uh, uh, Psalm 16 and verse 11, the Bible says in the presence of God is fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. And at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. May the fullness of joy uh, be your portion in the name of Jesus. May God show you the path of life this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may you engage the fullness that is in Christ Jesus, the fullness of joy, fullness of grace. And this season, I wanted to stand up wherever you are right now. I wanted to stand up because we're, we're, we're going to practice joy. 
We are going to demonstrate our gratitude. We are going to speak of the Lord's mercies. And we are going to, uh, you know, just shout of his testimonies today. In the name of the Lord, stand where you are. Stand where you are if you can. Because it's time to give God some gratitude. To give him some praise. Uh, uh, this service is not over yet. I'm still going to speak a blessing. I'm going to partake of the communion. But I want you to participate in this uh, three to four minutes thanksgiving. Because I want you to show God that you are grateful. I want you to practically activate the spirit of joy in your life. Lift your two hands where you are. If you, if you can't get some space so that you can dance well. If you're not used to this kind of music, just be moving your body. Just move your body from left to right, waving your hands to him. Whatever you can do to show God gratitude. If you, if you can't dance, lay on the floor and just put your two hands to, up to him. And let him know that you are, he's faithful. And I want you to declare it from, from your heart right now. Guys, are, are we ready? Are we ready to give God yes. some praise? Yes. Is somebody ready to dance in your home, in your living room right there? This is the time to do it. Come on, let's go. Come on, see what the Lord has done for me. You say, he has taken away my soul. Hallelujah. I got my Say, I got my Hallelujah. Oh, because of Jesus, I did it in
everyone wherever you are right now wave those hands to Jesus father we give you praise we ask that you accept our gratitude today we decree that the spirit of joy is activated in the life of everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus so we speak an end to every covering cloud of gloominess we break the hold of the spirit of heaviness in the name of the Lord Jesus we declare over you and your household today that the heavens are open for an overflow of the spirit of joy in your heart and in your home. In the name of Jesus, whatever has been draining joy, whatever has been opening the door for the spirit of heaviness, we shut the door on such in the name of Jesus. And we declare today that by the power in the blood of Jesus, your home is covered. We receive peace into every life. Peace into every home in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. We ask that you accept our gratitude today. Accept our worship and our praise. Let this continually flow from our heart and from our lips. And let it be acceptable to you continually in the precious name of Jesus. I want to pray for anyone right now who may be saying, Pastor, I'm far away from God. Something cuts me off from God. Maybe it's a life of consistent sin. Maybe something happened and you became bitter against God. Or maybe you have never given your life to Christ before, so you don't even have a relationship with God. I want to pray for you this morning that God will come into your life and that your life will never remain the same again. And it's a simple prayer of salvation or rededication. If you're in this category, any of the two categories I described, will you put your hand on your heart, wherever you may be right now, and say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I ask for forgiveness of sins. And I ask that you cleanse me from every unrighteousness. Accept me just the way I am, according to your word. Fill my heart with your spirit and give me a new beginning from this moment forward. Thank you, Father, for accepting me. I declare this morning that I'm now a child of God, that I'm filled with the spirit of God, and that my life is totally dedicated to God's agenda on this earth. I'll live my life for you the remaining days of my life. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. If you just said a prayer with me, I want you to let us know that you said a prayer or that you, you have made a decision to give your life to Jesus today or to rededicate your life to Jesus. There will be some links sent into uh, uh, the, 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 the chat uh, section of the, the, the uh, social media platform that you may be on. And if you're watching on TV, you see us scroll some numbers, emails, and all those things that, with which you can get in touch with us at this time. Uh, you may also want to join us on a live Zoom chat the moment this service is over to let us know that you just gave your life to Jesus and we have one or two gifts to support you in your spiritual development and to encourage you. Our officials will be in this live Zoom chat with everyone who, who just made a decision for Jesus today. And uh, also, if it's your first time joining us at the Elevation Church in any, I mean, any of our services online or on, on your TV screen, it's your first time of getting to know or to worship with us as a church, I also encourage you uh, to join us uh, using this same uh, uh, Zoom ID and the, the link there. You can join us after the moment the service is over, and uh, it will be a great opportunity for us to connect with you 
and to, to celebrate you, to thank you, and also to give you a, a gift that we believe will be a blessing to you in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. All right, for everyone who has communion elements with you, it's time uh, to, to, to partake of the communion together as a, uh, as a, as a, as a family of God. Uh, Jesus said we should do this in remembrance of him, and as we do it from time to time, it shows up in the affairs of our life. We renew our commitment to the covenant that we have in Christ, and we, 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 we see him move in our life in, in an unusual dimension as we partake of the, of the table of the Lord. All right, so whatever you have with you at home, uh, communion element, whether it's bread, biscuit, wafer, uh, juice, wine, you know, soft drink, water, I want you to pick it up right now as we partake of the communion table. And I'll say a blessing over the element and say a blessing over you as we partake of the communion together as a church family. Our Father, we thank you for that which is said before us today. We thank you for your body that was broken for us and your blood that was shed for us. Lord, you commanded that we do this in remembrance of you. And Lord, in these uncertain times, we put our hope, our trust in you, knowing that you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And Lord, you have gone ahead of us to make every crooked path straight. So we remember the sacrifice and the price that you paid on the cross of Calvary. For your body was broken and your blood was shed. And we partake of your flesh and your blood today. We receive your life into us afresh. And we ask that every benefit of redemption becomes uh, the reality in everyone's life and in every home in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Please go ahead and partake of the communion. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. May the benefit of the redemption be your portion this season in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, I also love to lead us as we uh, give to God today. It's our culture to give to God every time we gather together. And uh, if you, uh, whether you are a, a member of the Elevation Church or not, we believe that worshiping with us uh, means that God is blessing you uh, through what he's doing in our church. And it's not out of place. The Bible says, let him that is, uh, that, that, is taught in the word, communicate with him that teaches in all good things. And we want you to be able to be a blessing to God through the ministry of the Elevation Church. And for all of our members, I also want to encourage you to give to God cheerfully as we honor the Lord with our substance. Like I've been saying recently, this is not a donation, it's our worship. It's an honor to give to our God when we give to him and we celebrate him with our substance. So there are many ways we give. Uh, it's been displayed on the screen. If you are within uh, Nigeria, that, that there are the different ways to give there in the th three different banks where you can use the short code or the wire transfer. Uh, if you're outside of the country, outside of Nigeria, you can also give uh, through our international pay platform, uh, which is uh, on our website, elevationng.org forward slash giving. And you can use your card, Visa, or MasterCard, another international card to give. There's a secure platform that you can engage to give to God today. And also on the GT Bank international pay platform, you also see the details there for international wire transfers. Uh, uh, allow God uh, to, to guide you and to lead you as you be a blessing uh, to what God is doing through the ministry of the Elevation Church. Uh, whatever device you are using to, to, to give today, will you lift it up as we pray together? Just lift your right hand up and let me say a blessing over you. Father, we thank you for everyone who is giving uh, uh, for the furtherance of your kingdom today through the ministry of the Elevation Church. 
we speak a blessing over them, and we ask that the grace that is upon this commission will find fulfillment in their lives, in their homes, in the work of their hands, in the name of Jesus. Let the heaven open over them, and let uh, grace be released to them in a new dimension. Let the month of June come with many new testimonies of divine supply and divine provision in the precious name of Jesus. Accept our worship today, and let it glorify your name in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you to everyone giving to support ministry work at the Elevation Church. The Lord will continue to meet you at every point of need in Jesus' precious name. Uh, I, I want us uh, to take one or two announcements as we bring the service to a close. Our next event uh, uh, is Switch, our midweek event on, uh, uh, on Wednesday. And this Wednesday, we're going to be speaking uh, with a, a, a mental health professional and emotional wellness uh, professional, Zuriel Olowe. Uh, we're going to be taking time to pray about emotional and spiritual healing and wholeness. And it's going to be a robust discussion that will open your eyes uh, so that, they, 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 you know, according to the Word of God that says we should not be ignorant of the devices of the devil, we believe that God will give you uh, the wisdom to handle every uh, uh, way that the enemy is trying to put the, the spirit of heaviness on your life in the precious name of Jesus. We're starting a new teaching series uh, from next Sunday, I wanted to engage with our uh, bulletins that come in uh, from day to day uh, to you and also engage with us on any of our social media platforms to get information about some of the events that will happen in the course uh, of the week, especially uh, uh, um, as we go into uh, the, the, the public holiday, next public holiday here in Nigeria, which is Democracy Day. And uh, also, we're starting a new series next Sunday, which we've tagged the Rafa Effect. We're going to be speaking uh, to how the power of God works through the covenant that we have with Jesus for healing and for wholeness. Uh, please take a listen uh, as we watch the series breaker for the Rafa Effect, our new teaching series starting next Sunday. Uh, and after that, we'll take one or two more announcements and bring the service to a close. Have a great week and God bless you. He healed my son from severe tonsillitis. He healed my heart from years of abuse. He healed my dad from the coronavirus. He healed my loneliness. He healed my marriage. He healed me from guilt and self-hate. He healed 13 years of back pain. He gave me victory over cancer. He restored my fellowship with my parents. He restored my womb and gave me children. He healed my womb from arthritis. We trust you had a wonderful time in God's presence. Our next event will hold on Wednesday by 6.30 p.m. West African time and it will stream live on YouTube, Facebook, IG, and Twitter. Ensure you follow us or subscribe to our social media channels at Elevation NG so that you can get service alerts when we start. Please join us for our morning prayers, Mondays to Saturdays, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. West African time on the Zoom app. The link is now displayed and will be shared on our various social media platforms. We have been receiving great testimonies from people who are experiencing God's grace even in this season. Please keep the testimonies coming. They encourage our faith. So if you have one, please send a mail to testimonies at elevationng.org. And if you're trusting God for a testimony, don't lose faith. We pray that we will be reading your testimony very soon.
Finally, during the season, though our church office remains closed, we are still here for you. Simply contact us via email at info at elevationng.org or give us a call on 0700 Elevate. That is 0700 353 8283. May God bless you and keep you. Have a fantastic week.